I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a devotional podcast designed with new moms in mind. Today, I want to dive into the topic of body image. Now, this is an area that's tripped me up for years, and especially since becoming a mom, and I know a lot of you ladies can relate. You see, even though I know that I should see beauty and life when I look in the mirror, it's become really easy for me to see the opposite as my body's grown and changed with each of my pregnancies. Before becoming a mom, I never expected that I would struggle to this degree. I had so many people telling me that I'm young and my body would bounce back and that breastfeeding would help me quickly lose the weight, and I really did believe it. So imagine my surprise when I'm 10 months postpartum, looking not at all like what I imagined I'd look like, holding on to unshed pounds because I'm breastfeeding, and then finding out I'm expecting another baby and will soon be watching my body stretch and change again. It was a little disheartening. And now that I'm at the end of this pregnancy, I'm dreading reliving that struggle with my body image, because this time I know that I won't magically bounce back. I know the hard work that will be required if I want to get rid of the weight, and I don't feel like I have it in me to put forth that effort. I feel like I'm just stuck with this body that I know I should appreciate, but I honestly just don't yet know how to accept and love. Now, there's a blog post I wrote about this subject of body image a while back that's up on the Soul Care for the New Mom website called When You Hate Your Postpartum Body. I revisited it a few weeks ago when my insecurity got really bad and I was reminded of a few truths that I want to cling to again. So for this episode, I want to read an excerpt from that post with the hopes of it being a reminder and encouragement to all of you mamas out there because this battle with our body image, especially after having babies, is hard and it's real and there's a real need for God's light and truth to be declared over it. We so often speak words of death over our bodies, even as they're carrying life. And I believe that the Lord deeply desires to change this, and I deeply desire to change this too. So without further ado, this is When You Hate Your Postpartum Body. I hope you enjoy. I think there was a past naive version of many of us that liked to believe that we would be accepting of our postpartum bodies, that we would simply marvel at how it carried our sweet babies and nourished them both in the womb and beyond. We told ourselves that there would be no pressure to get the weight off, that we would give ourselves grace for the changes our bodies would endure. But if you're like me, your postpartum body lost most of its luster sometime after the fourth trimester. Now it's difficult to accept this is really how you look, how you fit, how you jiggle. You feel hopeless and defeated, and at the same time guilty, because you expected better from yourself. You thought you'd rock your new body with confidence, if not for your sake, then for your someday adolescent daughters. But now you just want to hide away, go back in time to the smaller version of yourself that you had even once thought could lose a few pounds. If only we knew then how good we had it, right? I've been battling this out with God for a while now. How does my negative body image impact my faith and ability to walk out my calling as a follower of Christ? This this insecurity has become so crippling at times that I can no longer pretend the two are not related. There's something dark, probably even demonic, about the hatred I've developed towards my body. It's as if there are supernatural blinders covering my eyes and keeping me from seeing my beauty. 
What a sneaky way for the enemy to make me ineffective. Because he knows that as long as I'm fixated on my looks, I'm not fixated on Jesus. And that's the secret to beating this, really. I know it because I've experienced it. The morning after my meltdown, I found myself at the park, and as I pushed the stroller with music blaring through my earphones, I was moved in worship. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. Jesus, my King Jesus. I was in awe of his beauty, his majesty, and his grace. And as I sang aloud with boldness and delight, the fear of not measuring up and of being too big or too plain or too ugly melted away and were replaced by pure joy and peace. At that moment, I didn't care that people might be staring, that I was a sweaty, out-of-shape mess trying to belt out a song between gasps for breath. Because it wasn't about me, it was about him. This was what I needed, a brief moment of victory when I no longer cared about how I looked, when I was able to see beyond the unshed fat and unchanging pant size and finally think about something other than myself. This was the answer to the questions my heart had been asking. If I want to stop looking at my scars, I need to look at his. If I want to stop obsessing over my beauty, I need to be consumed by his. You know, I used to think that God couldn't change the way I saw my reflection. I told myself there's no way he could make me believe in my beauty again. That whole fearfully and wonderfully made thing didn't seem to make a difference. And I was too stuck in my pity party to pray and cry out to God for help in my dark moments of insecurity. To be honest, I didn't think Jesus could truly be my savior. He saved me from death, sure, but saving me from the lies in my head, I just didn't see it happening. I really had it considered that maybe he is just as invested in my restoration as I am, only it isn't my beauty he seeks to restore, it's my heart. Now I know that there is hope. I was reminded of it that day at the park, and I've been catching glimpses of it every day since. There is a savior, somebody to lift the blinders from my eyes and show me the beauty in all things, not just myself, and especially in him. There is victory to be had in this war with my reflection, and it starts with saying, Jesus, you are so beautiful, and I want to trust you to make me beautiful too. Whether or not I choose to listen, he always whispers back, my darling, you already are. Does this give you a glimmer of hope today, that maybe the battle in front of the mirror can be won? My friend, I know it's been a long time since you have felt truly beautiful and comfortable in your skin. I know the lies that bounce around in your head telling you to do better, work harder, suck it in, suck it up. Maybe you're at the point where there is no striving anymore. You're wondering if you're just destined to feel this way for the rest of your life. You're thinking about giving up, not fighting the battle anymore, but not walking in victory either. Well, my encouragement for you today is this. Sometimes the best way to learn to love your body is to get your eyes off of your body, at least until you are ready to take it all in with love. Fresh perspective comes when you fix your eyes on Jesus instead. Do this until you feel his beauty becoming yours. Now, this is not a quick fix. There is no quick fix. There are wounds in our heart that need healing, and that takes time. But the healer knows what he's doing. And if we would only look to him, he would remind us of the things we've long forgotten, like how our hair shines in the sun, how our eyes sparkle when we laugh, how our curves delight and invite our husbands, how our bodies lovingly carried our sons and daughters. 
We bear the scars of motherhood, and I believe it's the Lord's desire for us to bear those scars well, just as Jesus willingly and humbly bore the scars of suffering and death on our behalf. Our body image and our faith are related because we have been made into his chosen, redeemed vessels. And how can we raise our children to walk with confidence when we aren't walking in our own? How can we raise our hands in worship when we are bowing down at the altar of consumerism and envy? How can we love our neighbor as we love ourselves when we are consumed with despising and hating ourselves? It's time to stop looking in the mirror, desperately waiting for the moment we finally see our beauty. We need to be looking at the sun, the radiance of God's glory. Because when we do this, as 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. With eyes fixed on Jesus, we become radiant too. Thank you for listening today, my friends. And as always, I want to end by lifting a prayer for both you and I. So let's pray. Lord, your love and grace for us is more real and powerful and unchanging than we can even fathom. It's so easy for us to believe the lie that we're too flawed or too messy or our faith is too weak for you to be pleased with us and to want to shower your love and blessing on us. But the truth is that because of Christ, we are clothed in your righteousness and we are your daughters, holy, blameless, and perfectly loved. Lord, show us how to believe these things about ourselves and not just about our identity, but about our bodies. Lift the blinders from our eyes and show us the beauty that you say we carry. Give us the courage to extend grace to ourselves and to look in the mirror with acceptance and delight. Jesus, we need you and we look to you for the healing that only you can bring. Thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray.